Hi, it's Hoa. I'm back again. I have something really important to talk about. It's a subject we rarely discuss because it can make us feel uncomfortable. Sexual harassment at the workplace. You know, and I'm like, why is this person yeah, keep really pressing up against me? And I realize that you have all this fucking space here, and I stick his penis out. And Harvey, blessed Harvey Weinstein, whose tattoo I still have on my bum. Stay off the gold standard so that the pound can reach a level that will keep our exports competitive. The lady has foolishly attempted to join the conversation with a wild and dangerous opinion of her own. Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurger. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt was out last week due to Juneteenth celebration commitments. Matt, of course, plays the white slave owner in West Hollywood's annual production of Gay Roots. And yes, that isn't a whip he's using on Kunta Kinte's backside. Matt, do you... Uh... <laughs> I, I, you lost me on that. I'm just okay. assuming it was offensive. It was totally offensive. What did you do for Juneteenth? Did you have a big day for Juneteenth? I know that's a big holiday in your family. I just realized what it was uh, a couple of years ago. It's definitely... a a good holiday. I don't understand because you know I live in West Hollywood. Um, I get I get tested routinely uh, for HIV. But uh, is that part? Do you have to when you live in West Hollywood? Well, yeah. If you go to the Starbucks, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> but I don't think gays should get a month if black people get a month. And you know, it's like the old corny joke: it's the worst month. February is the worst month. It's a nondescript lame month. Are you talking about, are you talking about Black History Month now? Yeah, I'm talking about Black History Month and Gay Pride Month. Yeah, uh, February is not only the shortest month and the coldest month. Uh, it's a month least people... I think, honestly, if you ask people what month they hate the most, it's probably February. And whereas June is one of the most awesome months. School's it's the beginning out. of summer. It's beginning of summer. It school's out vacations. summer. Weather's nice. Perfect barbecue. Backyard barbecue. Sitting by the lake. Being super gay with your fr- gay, fr- <laughs> gay friends. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it, I think it, nobody sees how unfair that is. But do you want to start a, a, a um, change dot org petition? Maybe. Well, I think there should be a gay weekend or week or something. But or or just give black people the calendar. I don't know. <laughs> well, gay black people get to do both. I feel like mo- a month of anything is way too long. I mean, there's like I think for the Holocaust, there's like a week. And I think for like some other stuff, there's like a day, like a cancer awareness is like a day or a week or breast cancer awareness. Yeah. So a month seems like a lot. And I also feel like it should, or it should only be four weekends, like four weekends in a row, because you should only be gay on the weekends. Well, and there's, right. And in this country where all we talk about is the military, for some reason, I haven't figured that out exactly, but there's Veterans Day. Right. So One that's, day. that's the, um, when like three million people living, <laughs> yes. oh, yes. Veterans of, of the wars. The U.S. lost the war in Afghanistan. I don't know. That's not so. No, no, no holiday for that. Well, merge it with. No, you can still have a day, but and and then there's Memorial Day, which is those who uh, died like in the First World War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World War One and Two, and and Vietnam, if we want to count that. So Um, you're saying we keep those, but get rid of gay? Keep just gays one day. 
I think one day, would, if we're comparing them to the veterans and the fallen soldiers, I it's think a lot. You know, because on Veterans Day, no one like tapes rubber machine guns to their chin. You know, like yes. with the dildos <laughs> and stuff, it's like okay, like we get it. It's fun. You know, it's pride, but. Uh, it's it's also kind of a bastardization. I don't know if that's what Harvey Milk had in mind per no. se. You don't think like having El Pollo Loco run the gay pride special, like chicken and chicken taco special. Well, I was reading they... an article on on a website, like an editorial, and it was a woman who brought her kids to gay pride parade in West Hollywood and saw two guys blowing each other behind a dumpster. And then the you, comment you don't need section... a you don't need a parade for that in West Hollywood. <laughs> No. That's just a Tuesday afternoon. Well, right. I mean, any... Right. I guess they were celebrating as usual, but then the comment section was just a bunch of gay guys and normal people like, well, she shouldn't bring her kids there. And I'm like, yeah, or maybe you shouldn't be... Maybe don't call it a parade. Call it a a sex festival or something like that, or blowjob emporium. Yeah. Something to tip off the parents that's not a kid kid event, because parade sounds like kid event. To be. Well, I think it should be a kid event. I mean, if your group, if you can't bring children around your group, yes. is it something to be really proud of? No, which is why I think all my all my gay friends are like old, middle-aged men mostly, some yeah. women. And they don't, they don't like that. They don't go to that shit because they don't want they don't want to, their their kid either their kids or their whatever it is to see dudes blowing each other either. Right. It's like parents of any any sexuality don't want their 5-year-olds to see dudes blowing each other behind a dumpster. It's like a, that's just a gross behavior. Right. I mean, I'm kind of an anarchist, so I, I will walk down there and, yeah. and check it out. Take some photos. You yeah, know, participate. Develop, develop, develop them later on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, the whole thing is like, so Juneteenth came upon us really quickly because everyone decided like I, suddenly 48 hours before June 19th that there should be a federal holiday. I think Memorial Day was planned for like 37 years and Veterans Day for like 50 years before they implemented it after the Civil War and whatnot. Uh, and uh, Juneteenth, they can't like forty eight hours. Like we got forty eight hours to implement this federal federal holiday. Well, are you one of those uh, what do you call them moderates that was like, well, we shouldn't abolish slavery right now. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. let's give it twenty thirty years. Let the economy acclimate. Well, you I, you know, do you know what Juneteenth celebrates when they like? I, I, this is my understanding. I'm probably wrong. I've only read the Wikipedia Juneteenth. That's as deep as I go. Was like so the, uh, the Emancipation Proclamation got rid of sla- made slavery illegal in the United States, mm-hmm. but in Texas and I guess some other southern places, but mostly Texas, they were like, "Yeah, fuck you, we're still having slavery, right?" Right. And so then eventually the federal troops came down and had to like intervene and like free all, literally fl- free all the black slaves. Yeah. And that was Juneteenth. So it was like actually just like a bunch of dudes who were like, "No, fuck your law, we're still going to do it." So it was after like you know the emancipation. We don't have a holiday for Emancipation Proclamation when Lincoln freed all the slaves. This is like when the cops went in and made them actually, let, you know, basically open the gates and let them out. Well, you can imagine if you were a black person, you'd have reason to celebrate on that day, right? Oh yeah, it used to be Juneteenth for the longest time. Let me tell you about what happened in Lower Forty Eight, Matt. In like Milwaukee, <laughs> Detroit, uh, black people and opportunistic white people would just get wasted drunk and get in fight, like get in fights in the street. It was basically like, what was that? Like I- Irish, like, you know, St. Patrick's Day for the Irish. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth was for like urban black communities. Mm-hmm. Just pound some malt liquor, fucking light off fireworks, shoot off whatever in the air. It was like, a, it was always celebrated, but it was just debauchery. Yeah. Um, so now it's debauchery plus like Starbucks gift card, gift cards. Like everyone rushed to get their like, hol- like their mall, their mall <laughs> discounts in order for Juneteenth. And, and like Netflix always puts out five black films you need to see for Juneteenth, like with, 
movies nobody's ever watched like in 50 years like well it's an improvement over like columbus day i, I mean if you think of some of the days that we have that are kind of I don't think we should have it. why do we have any holidays i don't understand why the government people don't want to work yeah, well, that's the thing. So the banks closed. Like the banks are like, we're like it was like four thirty in the afternoon on the Thursday, I think it was, and the banks were like at the, the employees that had their fingers crossed, waiting for Juneteenth to be signed by Biden, so they didn't have to go to work the next day. <laughs> it, 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 why does the government have holy day? Like, holy days, holidays are holy days. Why does the government have holy days? When it's like it doesn't even make any, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I just, it's gonna all, all is gonna happen now. Now the angry white people are gonna come back with some fucking like, other holiday because of Juneteenth they didn't like, and then other then other groups. We have Cesar Chavez days. The kids get holidays off for Cesar Chavez in California. Martin Luther King Day, the fucking old white president's day, you know, uh, whatever else they're doing now. There's, it's just it's too much. Too many holidays, man. Everyone should, everyone should have their own holidays. This week's show is sponsored by the end of hockey season. You're probably, this is probably big to you. Uh, I'm in California. I have no idea what the hockey is. This week's show is sponsored by the end of hockey season. Hockey. I have no idea what people see in you, but man, do they love you so. Hockey, because white people need one final sport to cling to. No offense to golf, of course. Uh, are you a hockey fan? No. And I was thinking about how I should have played hockey when I was young. Because if you look at basketball, uh, what, worldwide or even domestically, 100 times more people play basketball than hockey, maybe 50, 20. I, I mean, they play like professionally or just serious, at a serious level? J- no, just to pursue it as... As youth. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's nobody. I, there's a few little kid hockey leagues around LA because all the Midwesterners moved here and decided they wanted their kids to play hockey. Yeah. But there's no hockey players coming out of LA. No. So it's, it's the northern, it's, it's, it's like sort of like water polo is to this, the west and the south. There's only like six states where there's any water polo teams. Yeah. Hockey I'm, is in Michigan. And I don't know why, because, you know, you, you're obsessed with like trying to indoctrinate your kids you want to live off your kids sports careers absolutely positively yes why not establish that (laughs) so hockey is one way to go um do you know what happens in hockey it's the oldest sports league in north america it's older than professional baseball the nhl is Mm -hmm. did not know that um so each team is only allowed to have two goalies uh on the roster do you know what happens in the rare instance where both your goalies get injured you get no goalie, right? No. You have to... Well, you don't have to have a goalie, but you probably do want to have one. So each stadium venue has a house goalie. Really? It's a guy that nice. works selling popcorn. And when uh, the occasion hits, yes. when you know it's an emergency, he strips off his vendor uniform and gets into a hockey, uh, hockey goalie uh, equipment, and he's the goalie for the team for that night. And it's only happened like three times. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. But I kind of like it. I guess that would make sense like in 1895. Right. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. You can't carry like an extra player on the team? No. Like multi-billion you have dollar to be like designated as a goal. So like your defenseman is not allowed to like be in the goal. Are you allowed to wear pads at least? Or do you have to wear like your concession, yeah, no, concession I, outfit? I, yeah, I think they just take the guy that you know got his ACL torn and give him the equipment. Nice. I don't know if they have house equipment. I don't know how. Well, yesterday they had uh, the Giants and the Angels were playing baseball. The first catcher had already been played, so he won't complain anymore. The second catcher took a ball to the head, got a concussion, and got knocked out of the game. So they had no catchers left. Mm. So they brought in. There was always a guy on the team, a position player who's played catcher before in college or high school. So they brought that guy in. But it's not the same thing, man. He immediately had like multiple pass balls, and they lost the game in the extra innings ah. because he just couldn't. Like anytime the ball wasn't right to his glove, it bounced up at ninety-five miles an hour, and it sounds entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's you like... gotta wonder about sports because, like, I'll be watching. You know, I, I love the NBA, 
but I'll have a game on and I'm kind of working on my laptop and I'm not paying attention. And this could be game six of a playoff series. I don't give a fuck. Uh, and then if there's like a minor fight, I drop everything and start paying attention. Oh, hell yes. So I love that. Uh, I don't know what that says. Maybe fighting is the best sport or something. Oh, well, that's, I think that's, isn't that half of hockey, at least half of hockey's allure? It's probably less now than it was like years ago. But isn't that half the allure that they still just take their gloves off and beat and, and punch, punch each, other, uh, each other bloody? Isn't that like half the, the joy? Yes. I mean, of course, if you've been to a hockey game, yes. that's what you're there for. Yes. And I, it's not my observation. Someone else brought this up who I can't credit because I don't remember. But if you're driving through a neighborhood, right, yes. and you see some kids playing ball, basketball on the yep. playground or yep. playing stickball, you drive right past that. If yep. you see a couple people beating the hell out of you each other. Always stop. You're, you're captivated. It's a rubber day. I was trying to get out of L.A. last weekend, and, and there was an accident on the other side of the freeway. And our side of the freeway stopped for like an hour because everybody stopped to watch the accident on the other side. I'm like, oh, man, it must be our lanes. No, not a single lane was blocked, nothing. But an extra hour of traffic because there was a bad accident across the other side of the freeway in the other direction, and everyone stopped to watch the accident. Right. I fucking hate that. I mean, I, I did it myself. It's so <laughs> Yesterday. You can't not. It's just human nature. I don't really blame people. You want to see blood. I mean, it's hard not to look at blood. Yeah. But I'm trying to... So I, I was actually somewhat traumatized yesterday. I was running errands in Hollywood, and I walked by a sort of Mexican-looking man strangling a person in a wig. And if that was this neighborhood, I think I would have stopped and gotten out of the car yeah. and been like, hey, why are you strangling this woman? I just kind of was like, well, clearly a sex drug transaction. <laughs> yeah. or, like, I really don't care if yeah. you strangle them or yeah. not, which is morbid. That means I should move. Yeah. That's a, that goes back to the old, I don't remember the old story, the six stories in the 60s in New York about Kitty Genovese. She was a woman who was assaulted in an alleyway and everybody oh, up above saw her. And then she called for help. Nobody came out because they're too scared. The neighborhood was too bad. The guy came back like ten minutes later and finished her and basically finished her off and killed her because nobody would help her. And I always think like you're supposed to see that story. And go like, oh, man, that would never be me. I don't know, man. It's like it's like one of those stories. Like everyone says that, but they happen a lot. It happens a lot nowadays. Everyone just films shit. They don't like, get involved. They just film stuff. Yeah, like that dude who got carjacked by the two girls in what DC. And he like flipped over and he was like kind of dying on the sidewalk. And instead of helping him. Like, 12 people filmed him as he was, like, dying. It's like, I, there's some, I don't know if it's all, like, we, you know, I don't know if we've fallen apart hard times in society. I think it's human nature, though, part of it. It's just, like, unless you're trained. Uh, I was talking to my uh, kid about this, and uh, she's like, you know, when you see a shark in the water, like a great white shark or whatever, you're supposed to swim towards them, not away from them. Because, you know, they, if you flee, they think you're a prey, and they go after you and eat you or bite you. But if you go towards them, they realize that you're, you're another predator, and they will leave you alone. I'm like, okay, so you're in the ocean. You see a great white fin or mouth coming at you. The first thing you fucking do is like try to swim away as fast as possible. Nobody swims towards danger. You have to be so trained, like repeatedly trained to do that to overcome that danger. That's what I. That's what I think. Those like police, like I guess, especially the assholes. But they're used to that. They want. They see a fight. They want to get involved. Right. They jump into it. Right. But most people, I think, think like. I don't know that dude. Like, really? Like, am I really going to go, like, the guy's got a knife or something? I guess I'm giving myself an excuse because, yeah, I'm not about to get stabbed by no. some crackhead. But if I, I think if I saw a normal man strangling a normal woman. Small child woman. Like, across <laughs> the street from your idyllic suburban home, I think I would 
just have to stop it. But I shoot, I, I shoot like I'm sure you see this where you live too. There's all the homeless, uh, the guys like crazy ass guys with no shirt on at the gas stations. Mm. And sometimes I'll see them harass smaller, older ladies. And I kind of step in and like just push them. They, they never fight, they just walk away. Right, they're like, right. I'm not going to let them like. I know they're just asking for money and shit, but they're getting really close to like these 80 year old ladies and stuff. And I get kind of nervous. Like, here's a 40 year old dude with no shirt on, wasted. Uh, is he going to fucking knock her over? Is there some other shit? So just kind of like, I just say, you know, you need something or something. And they walk away. Right. Because they just, they got to be tempted to fucking grab the cash or something like that. So that's that's the extent of my heroism. Is like, that's pretty lame. Taking on a, <laughs> taking on a wasted 40 year old dude. I don't, for some reason, they all have like, it's really sad because they always have their shirts off and they're always like, Got all the skin blotches and shit like that from laying in the sun and doing drugs. Yeah. But they're also like violent. They could potentially be violent. So I agree with you on that. And by the way, hockey, the whitest sport. If hockey was 80% black, like basketball, do you think it would still be going? I was thinking about that, but it is a, a skillful game. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think LeBron James, even though he's a superior athlete to your Alexander Ovechkin, nice. I don't think he could actually in his lifetime become an NHL player because it's it's just so much skill learned. You're talking about him it. becoming a player now or growing up and going to be a hockey player? No. Or really? or like say if he was like twenty five. Yeah, but I mean if if black kids played hockey in school, I assume there'd be a lot of black hockey players. Yeah, there wouldn't be any uh white hockey <laughs> yeah. players. So the question is, would there still be a Boston Bruins <laughs> team that fans went nuts for, that fans were diehard for in Boston. Uh, I don't know, because it is its own thing. It's, you know, people are on skates. It's a strange thing. I don't even know how it originated. You know, it's lame because people are like, well, you know, Ovechkin, he's like 6'8 on skates. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I'm like seven feet tall standing on an Apple box. Like, <laughs> what the fuck kind of system is that? Can we do the math? Yeah. How about without the skates, jackass? <laughs> They, it is a fa- they go really fast, though. They do go like 80 miles an hour or some shit, right? Yeah, it's really fun. To- I'm convinced there's no strategy either. No, I don't think Outside so. of the line changes, it's just dudes zooming into each other as fast as they can and smashing the shit out of each other. Yeah, and some guy's like amazing with the stick and can fire from like 30 feet away, like in between like four different players. Yeah. Like under a hand, above a knee, below a pad, and somehow weave it, it in. It is weird, though, how Wayne Gretzky, kind of like Michael Jordan, but even more so, like he has more... Uh, so you get a point for a goal and an assist, right? And he has like more assists than like the next, like the second best person has goals. Like he's he's like but is that far because, and away. Isn't it like Steph Curry? Isn't it because everyone collapses on him when he gets the puck, and so he's usually passing to a wide open guy? I don't. I don't, I, know. I don't know enough about hockey. I know that he was undersized and like yeah, a similar thing where they would protect him. Yeah, and so he was like the first guy, but somehow he was just like way more skilled than like anyone else. It's crazy. I don't get it. I had I had a roommate in college who was a hockey player, and all I know is he did those like hand grips over and over again, those little muscle oh, grips. God. And he had like forearms, like the biggest fucking forearms I've ever seen in my life. He was only like five ten, maybe like one ninety. But he had the forearms of like a three hundred pound man. It was just like enormous, like cartoonish level forearms. And I guess you need that for the stick control. Like, because you're, you know, essentially battling with the stick your entire existence on ice. Right. And so you need to battle everybody with your forearms and your stick and have wrist control and stuff like that. I don't know how else you slap a shot like 120 miles an hour with a stick because you and I would probably do it like at 20 miles an hour. Yeah. But some of them have these just enormous fucking forearms. So it's a fun sport to watch in person just because you drink and get in fights. Mm -hmm. I didn't really couldn't follow the sport at all when I watched it. The puck moves way too fast for me to follow. 
No, I, I think the Barry Melrose guy is like, hey, you see these guys? <laughs> yes. He passes it to that guy, yeah. then the guy shoots. Like, there's not that much going on. Right? No, no. It's not even like a basketball. You can see like a back screen cut. Right. You can see it if you're there at the game. You can watch it happening and see a guy back screens. He's open. You pass him. He has a layup or a dunk, right? Mm-hmm. It goes so much faster in hockey. They're doing the same thing, but they're moving so fast. You can't, and the puck goes so damn fast. You can't see what the hell's going on. Then everyone, scre- then everyone screams. Yeah, <laughs> and they have the most the occurrences of like, uh, there's some stat, I guess someone could tweet us, but uh, like the, the, Eight seed wins in hockey like more often than oh, the really? one seed or something like like it's constant um, just parody you know, everywhere abnormal statistical stuff. It's because it's pure fucking chaos. Yeah, you know I didn't, uh, the Lakers Lakers went to the NBA playoffs here at seventh seed, which is you know low seed, but a seventh seed is never a seventh eight seed has never won the NBA championship. Right. So and it's like predominantly like one and two seeds, and occasionally a three seed will win, but beyond that, it's just a complete random oddity that it ever occurs. The best, the teams with the best seasons, unless they're barring injury, always win the championship. Right. It's just the way there's there's four or five teams every year that can possibly win the championship, and that's it. Right. But it sounds like in hockey, it could be like 20, 20 different teams just based on just any given night. Yeah. Baseball's a little bit like that. Once you get in the playoffs, a team that's hot that had a lesser season could definitely win mm-hmm. because you're playing the weird like you know five, best of five series all of a sudden instead of you play 162 games to end the randomness. And then you play a short five-game series to see who wins, right. which completely is random. The difference between a series is, a, is just a blooper yeah. landing for a base yeah. hit. Or it, one injury to one guy, or just one guy is fucking has COVID and can't play, or some shit like that. Right. So, I right, if, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, at Last Man Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. <laughs> Matt, you have mentioned to me once that uh, Megan Rapino is your your <laughs> is your fantasy girl. <laughs> do you think she was? Here's the thing I don't understand about I don't understand anything about Megan Rapino. But here's one thing I think: Do you think she's generally unattractive, or do you think she tries to make herself unattractive? Do you think if she, uh, in a sexist way, dolled herself up for a man, she could look okay? Yeah, I think she'd be like a Brigitte Nielsen type. Oh. You know, it's obviously kind of bigger. Yeah, you know, not that that's a bad thing. A lot of guys like you know six foot tall chicks, but um, yeah, she. I think she purposefully butches it up. I yeah, do. that's what I think too. And there's, by the way, I, I had to go look at women's soccer. I haven't seen it in I don't know thirty years uh, <laughs> since the World Cup was whatever was in the uh, around here. Uh, there's some attractive soccer players. There's some good looking soccer players. Yeah. I would not put her on that list. But now it turns out that Victoria's Secret. Uh, we've talked about Sports Illustrated before. Going to like the Every everyday woman, every look woman, you could be the Sports Illustrated woman, the fat woman, the old woman, the, the hijab woman, the, the trans woman for Sports Illustrated swimsuit. The number of genetic diseases. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there should be, they have to have the COVID, they should have the COVID special, like the COVID, that's <laughs> like COVID bikini girls. Long haul COVID. <laughs> yeah, girls would like, have lost their sense of taste from COVID, hanging yeah. <laughs> on or something like that, they have that, remember that? When COVID first started, they had like the, was it the purple fingertips or fingernails or something? Do you have COVID fingers was the thing? uh, Or toes, maybe? Toes, yeah. It was some weird like extremity that probably happens anytime you get any virus just because you're sick. Yeah. But they're like, check your toes. I remember people were like, check your toes. Like, okay, what should I be, what should I be looking for? Like, what is this, 1722? Like, we have, we have modern testing here. Like, (laughs) look for your toes, you know, is is the blue bile from your, your four major, major uh, fluids in your body ill? So... 
Um, Megan Rapino is going to be the new Victoria. They're getting rid of Victoria's Secret Angels because that that's old school. That's very old fashioned, very sexist, misogynist. Uh, yes, it made billions of dollars for the lingerie lingerie company Victoria's Secret by having the world's hottest. Saying we had the world's hottest woman in lingerie walking up and down catwalks. It's the you, whole identity of the brand. Whole idea of the brand was aspirational. It was like I compare it to GNC for dudes. Like if you've ever seen a GNC ad, it's always a ripped dude, no shirt on, lifting like dumbbells and like. Typically, probably don't do this anymore. But a girl like with her arm over her shoulder from behind, like some hot girl, right? It's like it was like aspirational to work at. Literally, GNC, I think, along with gyms, got got a whole bunch of guys. I was thinking the other day, like I'm a middle aged man. Why am I working on my calves? <laughs> what am I doing? Like, why am I doing calf raises? Like, I'm well past the athletic age. Like, what do I need calf muscles for? Right. Specifically, like pronounced calf muscles for. I think with Victoria's Secret, it's almost even more specified because with GNC. You could have like a stocky guy or like a, a tall guy who yes. still has abs. With the Victoria's Secret, it's a very specific five foot ten, five eleven Ukrainian skinny with like like a little too skinny with giant tits. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird look, and it's it nice. A, it's not a bad look. No, it worked pretty well. And I, my understanding also was, and I haven't dug into this, but that a lot of the purchases were made by men. I mean, men would buy lingerie for their girlfriends, which. I always tell people just don't do that. It's just a really bad it's a really bad idea. Seems like a good idea if you've watched a lot of like R rated movies, teen comedies. But generally women don't like you buying their intimate lingerie because A, you've got the wrong size, you have no idea what they like, and B it just says you want to have sex with them. It's really very obvious about it. So like Right. You know, spa day. Go for spa day. Let them buy their own laundry. You're kind of screwed because who knows how the sizes work. So if you buy, if it's too small, you're fucked, and if it's too big, you're fucked. Right, and clearly it's a gift for you. It's not for her. She wanted the lingerie. She has a credit card. She would have bought the lingerie. So clearly it's a gift that I want you to wear because I like it. I like it. So happy birthday, happy birthday. Well, to aren't you. there things that chicks won't buy for themselves? So like. Uh, not not twelve dollar uh, underwear, cheap underwear from Victoria's Secret. I don't think. Right, I have been in those stores, and I, I don't know. Like when I think of Victoria's Secret, it sounds kind of regal and fancy. Yeah, yeah. There's just bins of yeah, sh- gross thongs that have probably been returned. It's all knock. I mean, it's all, everything's in China, obviously, but it's just knock. It's just like departments. It's no different than department store, JC Penney's, right. or Target. Right. It's really just the same. But so they, they're getting rid of the angels because the angels are old school. That was one of the days when we were before Me Too when we were sexist and we thought that women had to have a certain look to be able to, to be <laughs> worthwhile and sell stuff. And now we realize it's going to be... So here's, here's the phrasing. It's women of accomplishment. So, which, by the way, seems very unfair to attractive women because you're just basically saying you can't, be, you can't be accomplished because you're attractive. I mean, we all know that's, that's true. A, we all know it's true, but let's just be honest. So, the euphemism that I'm, I'm it's it's always some giant fat chick. I'm a real woman. It's like okay, well you could also like work out and be a real woman. Yeah, it's very condescending to women who are thin. Yeah, you could be accomplished and not fat. I would think. In fact, not being fat could be your accomplishment. Well, also, you know, model is like listed in the dictionary as a profession. Like Megan yes. Rapino is a soccer player. Maybe she's not specifically gifted at being a model also, right? <laughs> I don't think... Well, so it's going to be Megan Rapino, a bunch of, like, some women who have accomplished things in some other areas of something or other. I'm not even sure, by the way, by Megan Rapino. Her thing... She's got an HBO... Uh, HBO or Netflix documentary coming about with Megan Rapino about women fighting for equal pay and, and, and benefits for women, women in so- women's soccer, right? Which I think everybody who's saying has now discounted 
already the fact that they're getting paid based on their worth. So it's really unclear. This is not like Martin Luther King Jr. on the, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial with like black people deserve to be, have the same rights as white people. This is actually her like saying, people who make a lot less money for a company should get paid the same as people who make a lot more money for the company. That's, right. just, that's, a, that's the equality argument we're fighting and, for. And the payment is based on something you yourself signed and agreed to. Yes. Uh, it's not like someone came at you with this and you had no say. It's like, look, there's this much money. I'm, I would guess that they're actually getting a higher percentage of the revenue. They are, yes. So, that's why they, well, you know, so they, they don't get paid a lot. That's true. But uh, I would love in there, her documentary, you know, like, was it Politic Facts or whatever that one that comes up with, like, the, the on the spot, like, you know, corrections to fake news, like when Trump speaks or something like that. Like, during her documentary, like, when she says shit, like, the, the fact comes up, like, actually, <laughs> like, yeah. what she's saying is completely untrue. It's just not based on any reality that they get. They get 110% of their value versus the men's player get 95% or something like that. Right. But that's, it won't be like that. So I, I get that she's a... By the way, we've completely forgotten that Megan Rapino, her last... She goes through a lot of girlfriends slash wives. Her last girlfriend she stole was a born-again Christian a heterosexual woman who was a talk show host who she stole from her husband and kids. It was, that's right. It was, I always forget that that was, that was her. She went and like, whatever, it's free. you're adults, you can do what you want. Like a 45-year-old mom of four who was like a born-again Christian and like a, a, a Christian podcaster, uh, she went and like just, you know, found her sweet spot and convinced her to be a lesbian and that she should leave her family. Yeah, that's the whole problem is when we talk about progress. So these typically these women, you know, sort of vaguely academic types, they spend uh, all day talking about the patriarchy and uh, the evils of men. Yes. And what they aspire to do is that. Yes. Uh, that's a, a huge fallacy in your entire philosophy there. That was, uh, God, was it, I think it was, Mar- I can't remember it was Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez. Like, in between husbands, whatever, she's like 48, 49 years old, maybe close to 50. She gets a 22-year-old backup dancer boyfriend who's got the best abs you've ever seen. She buys him cars and like a house and all this other shit to is her boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what a dude would do. I mean, that's like, you're just like, Women have been held back. They're held back by societal pressure or peer pressure, I guess. But when you're a 50-year-old rich woman, you also want a 22-year-old dick, <laughs> like a, a hot-bodied backup dancer to be your boyfriend. Of course you do. And you're going to buy him gifts to be your boyfriend. Of course you are. You're no different, you're no different than guys. You just maybe have a, 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 a cultural thing, where a stigma for women to do that. But the minute they can get away, like Ellen, the minute they get away with it, just do it. Yeah. And you get applauded for it too. Yeah, that's empower. It's it's empowering. Like I think Jennifer Aniston, if I'm remembering, was on Ellen, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I have this younger boyfriend. It's not serious, you know. It's just kind of a physical thing." Yeah, and people were like applauding, like, "Oh wow!" And if if I said that, it would be looked on as a creep. Yeah, it, well, there are double standards in genders, and there probably should be, but that's one that. I, I don't understand why she's being celebrated for liking Dick in this. And not that there's anything wrong with it, but since when do you get a round of applause? Uh, I, I don't watch Ellen like you do, so I wasn't there <laughs> cheering, cheering in the audience. But I agree. But I think it's there is that double standard. So let's talk about Megan Rapinoe in a in a like a nighty. <laughs> so like, mm. like what is what is Victor? What is he? And they're going to have like the trans person because also, by the way, being trans is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, like really. Like, don't the doctors and everyone else do most of the work? I mean, what are you really do? What are you really doing as a trans person that is of accomplishment style? I guess maybe being honest with yourself. Yeah, being true to yourself in a, a very vague, uh, 
perhaps misguided mentally, way. Mentally, <laughs> mentally disturbed way. I mean, I, they, they, Larry cut off his dick. Oh, that's an accompli- That's quite an accomplishment, Larry. Like, I don't know. Like, and someone, some surgeon made him a fake vagina. Well, that's cool. The surgeon maybe is accomplished. I don't feel like Larry did, did anything about that. Um, what do you think? What, do you, what could possibly be Victoria's secret motive other than the quick hit publicity they get out of this and Megan Rapino and all these like, you know, feminists like saying great, great for Victoria's Secret. They're obviously going to lose money and they're obviously going to go bankrupt even faster. What could possibly be the motivation for this? Maybe just trying to save face for like bankruptcy hearings because the CEO, I forgot the guy's name, but he's like a cartoonish Trumpian creep. Like a rapist type guy. Uh, he's really old now, but yeah, like uh, he was uh, Jeffrey Epstein's. But he bankrolled Jeffrey Epstein, which is this not the title you really want? To, you really want to have? So he gave Epstein a sixty million dollar house for free. I'm assuming by instituting a business plan that has, I don't think is expected to succeed. Yes. I, I'm trying to think of your motivation for that. Could only That's be right. publicity or before the end. You mean before the sales of somebody? Like if we're gonna have a going out of business sale. I mean, why? If you think about it, there are people on the board of Victoria's Secret making six figure salaries who are signing off on this campaign, or maybe they're hiring an ad agency, whatever it may be. That they have to know is a terrible idea yes. if the goal is to sell the product. So. It can't just be that up front and that, oh, these people are stupid. There has to be some counter motivation. If you go to like, if you're you're like that person in the board or whatever, you go to those meetings like for 30 years in a row and they always have the charts with the graph going up to show like what your return on investment is. Yeah. Like, here's our campaign. Here's where we expect the return. And then suddenly there's a meeting where there's no charts. Like, yeah, the charts aren't important for this one. Like, we don't need to, we don't need the hockey stick growth era for this one. Just, just understand we're going to tank. Right, We're definitely right. going to take. That's exactly. <laughs> and, and the point of model, okay, so there, there's a little bit of a um, leeway with, okay, does your average woman look like the Victoria's Secret model? No, but a lot of them probably aspire to. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, here's how you will look wearing this product, you know, if you watch your carbs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have... You starve yourself like these ladies. So so I'm I'm 6'4", you know, about two, 205, 210, uh, Megan Rapino definitely has broader shoulders than I do. And it's, it's hard for me to, like, I just had to order. I was so psyched to find some athletic pants that fit because I get the longer size so I don't look like a dork, you know. <laughs> and uh, and they're really hard to find. And so now your model is like this weird niche. Like, I don't doubt that Megan Rapino has to go out of her way, like me, to find women's clothing. And so for her to be the model... Okay, and so then you could say, well, you know, not every woman's a size zero and has big tits. True, true. So I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself. But uh, but not everyone's a size whatever she is with muscles and broad shoulders. There's many more size zeros than there are Megan Rapinos. That's a hundred. I mean, there's a hundred times more. She's uh, There's no way she's going to be modeling like intimate wear. She's going to be modeling some kind of boyish you know, version of the, of the clothes. She's not going to be modeling Well, like again, sexy. now you've tanked your brand. If she's modeling manly, masculine <laughs> clothing, the whole point is it's a G-string and, and you know... I mean, you think the, dude, you think the trans woman is going to be in, like, a G-string? I, I, I don't know. I'm still like... I'm still I don't like, even think that could work. Yeah, I, well, it's all lopped off and stuff. I don't know, but that still makes me uncomfortable. 
Um, I don't want to start looking, blowing up the photo to see if I can see where the dick used to be. <laughs> like, I'm going to be tempted. Are you to sure? I don't, I don't. Well, they probably Photoshop it. Yeah, they probably do. But we've seen that. We talked about this before. Like, we talked about this, I think, last time about, like, companies that are so woke that they're willing to take, like, huge losses in lawsuits. We talked about the, the Bachelor guy, Chris Harrison. They're so willing just to sh- shovel money and op- obvious losses just to be on the right side of whatever, social bubble history or something like that, political history. This seems like another example. They're going to lose millions of dollars just to say they have Megan Rapinoe and, and, and a trans woman and a, like a Muslim cleric, a Muslim, Muslim cleric, and a, a, woman, a large woman who's accomplished in the art of community, whatever the hell she's doing. Is there something I miss? Is it, is it the people in charge knowing that they're on their way out and this will look good on their resume? Like, hey, we did that really woke thing. I, get, I think, th- I think that's it. Just, uh, you know, work for this perv who, you know, sold pervy I stuff. Think it's, I think that's the only reason I can see. Like, I see these 70 year old dudes who've been writing like a newspaper for 40 years, and all of a sudden they like, become the wokest people in the entire world, mm-hmm. right? All of a sudden, like, you know, even like up all the way up to Joe Biden, it's all of a sudden become really woke at the age of 78. Like he's like, how he's like, why are why are black people getting sentenced for like drug crimes or whatever for 30 years in prison? Like, yeah, you did that, dude. That was you. That was you. Like, you're the one who did that like 30 years ago. You were like talking about how your grandma was going to get attacked by a black dude and we all got to put him in prison. So like these people are like ju- just saving their jobs. Like these old writers like at magazines and stuff like have gone like way over the top like woke because they know that's how they have to keep their jobs and or stay in the business. So and if there was like a a guy who like a serial killer who raped and killed a bunch of kids and then on his deathbed right before he was about to be executed, you know, if there's a stay or not. And he was like, you know, I I just really turned over a new leaf and I uh, believe in Jesus and, uh, you know, I, I'm just one with God. Would that mean anything to you? To me, it doesn't mean shit. No. And I know if he was in Texas, he'd already be dead before he got finished with all that. So they fry the shit out of him. There's one thing, one thing Christian conservatives hate is a guy who claims Christianity at the end. They always say they love it, but at the end, they still gotta fr- they're still going to fry his ass. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get, like, it's like, okay, so like, I get, like, saying, what's her name? That, the one attractive heavyset model, Graham. Uh, Ashley Graham. Ashley Graham. I get her. Like, say, hey, look, we found an attractive heavyset woman. So she'll model laundry. I'm like, okay, there's dudes who love that. I know there's black dudes who like the big ladies with the, like the extra weight and stuff. There's all shades of black people that like that. <laughs> yeah, so that's fine. And she's not grossly overweight. She's not like morbidly obese. She no. just got a little extra chunk around her. But now you're talking about women who like guys don't find attractive at all, and now you're going to turn them into the Victoria's Secret models. What is it? What is the up? The rise up in women who will buy that because of that is like two percent, and there's like forty percent drop in the men, men's sales or more. There's well, no dude who's like going. It's gonna be a 40% drop in the women's sales too. There's no 15 year old girl that has a uh, that uh, honestly, you know, aspires to look like Megan Rapinoe. No, unless she's a lesbian soccer player. Well, unless she's a lesbian, yeah. But you know, your typical. There's a reason that they have a poster of uh, Taylor Swift on their wall. Yes. Oh God, that's even worse. <laughs> that's like <laughs> she's kind of worse. I might buy the Megan Rapinoe stuff before the Taylor Swift stuff. I really just can't stand Taylor Swift. Yeah, I'm but at, it's the body type that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, I mean, look, I've been to Victoria's Secret. It's not, it's not like fill, you think when you walk in there, it's be filled with hot women buying underwear. No, that's not what. First of all, it's mostly dudes, half of whom are just cre- in there creeping around, and the other half are trying to buy Valentine's gifts or something for their girlfriends. And then there's like a couple ladies in there who are buying like sort of in mass, like 80 pairs of underpants, like just because it's on a sale. Right. right. There's nothing. There's absolutely other than the fact they have like all that velvet, fake velvet decor or whatever they have going on there to make it look like a boudoir, like a cat house. There is nothing. Sex. Yeah, that was the branding. Because I remember as a, I don't know, as like 15, I was in the mall and they didn't have them in Alaska, so I, 
I was like, am I allowed to go in here? You know, and that was the yeah. allure of it. It was like an adult section. Right. Like a little bro- like a brothel almost. But now it's like, oh, literally anyone can... F- if, or if you weigh 600 pounds, we have something for you. Yes. Like, that's ruined the whole mystique. Hey man, we got an email from Alan about LeBron James. You're a big LeBron James fan. So I, I think after Megan Rapinoe, you list finish your sports hero. I actually, I've come to like, like somehow begrudgingly like LeBron more as, I, as he gets older and I get older. Like, there's nothing he's done that makes, would make me like him more. But I think just the fact he like is sticking around is like well, a- it's also what he hasn't done. Like if you think of a typical, at, like high profile athlete, it's paternity suits, yep. it's uh, you know drug possession on down the line. You know, fifteen baby mamas. Yeah, that's true. He's actually outside of him. Uh, having this really obnoxious, like fake woke agenda thing that he and the, does, and the crying on the court, and the way he plays is, yeah. is pretty annoying. But if you just looked at him as a guy next door, there's really no reason to hate. Him. I think he's just a family man who's into making money. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Matt. I like him. I like him a lot more. Except for his stance on COVID that Alan's worried about. Why is LeBron getting a total pass on COVID vaccinations? Uh, you and I talked about this before the show. Like he's been very coy about. Actually, all athletes kind of have been, but he, he in particular has, has been the self-appointed spokesman of the NBA and the black, specifically the black community uh, within the NBA. He has been extremely coy about whether or not he got vaccinated, which is fine. It's a medical thing. I, I have no problem with privacy in that. But when you don't answer the question and you're a person who's outspoken on every single it's fucking issue. It's not that private. You should, you should just say if you got vaccinated. Or just lie. <laughs> just lie. I mean, I assume like I went to the store. I was like, only vaccinated people can not wear masks. I, you know, I just assume half the people are lying. I mean, I just don't like, like it's not, no one's being checked as of now, I think. Right. Um, but it, it, like, specifically, there's a big issue in this country, and we're not even supposed to talk about this, of that black people are not getting vaccinated. The rates are really low, low Hispanic and especially black communities in the country. Um, there, are, there are, of course, the red, redneck cracker guys who aren't getting vaccinated, but it actually turns out to be a fairly low percentage. Mm-hmm. But in the cities where you have greater spread, you have a huge percentage of black population and again, I get this because if I looked at the history of the U.S. government sticking needles into black people for inoculations for, quote unquote, for their benefit, I'd be a little, ner- I'd be a little nervous, too. Or if I was Native American, yeah. I'd be a little nervous they weren't trying to sterilize me or abort, post-abort me or give me fucking herpes or whatever they, you know, all the other shit they've done in the past. But LeBron like dangles that. He, he, he dog whistles like, yes. this vague kind of Nation of Islam conspiracy stuff. Like... Why not just say that you did or... First of all, let's look at this just from a basic standpoint. LeBron James basically runs the Players Association of the league who decided, like, for our safety, you know, because we have to be safe. We're going out there like slaves, you know, and if, if we don't get vaccinated, you know, we're at risk. And they said, okay, well, then we'll put all these testing protocols to make sure you guys are safe. He then proceeded to complain about that yes. uh, policy that he himself instituted because what they wanted to do, the players, and like most people in the world, is get paid to not work. Right. right? So they wanted to get paid, and then the league, uh, the owner said, well, you know, the salaries that you guys are based on, I don't know if you know this, that's based on you playing the game. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, so then they're like, shit. All right, well, they're I guess gar- we'll They're do guaranteed it. if you're playing. If you don't <laughs> show up for work, you still don't get paid. Yeah, even though a lot of these owners are wealthy, they yep. still have to make that money to pay you. Yep. And I think the players agreed on that, that that seemed reasonable. 
uh, that's it's such a constant, consistent trait of LeBron. Either do it and shut the fuck up, or don't. But to try and have it both ways, like to to pretend that you're some progressive and then shit on people who speak out for democracy in in Hong Kong or Taiwan or whatever, uh, it just makes you a hypocrite. It's a terrible look. But it seems to work. I think your average person on the street is probably like, yes, LeBron is a very integral man, you know? Yeah. Well, you turned on LeBron pretty fast there from a family man, the neighbor you want to have, your, your ideal neighbor. Well, your average person's a nasty hypocrite, too. But <laughs> yes. he, he's he famous. Just, yeah. He's very famous. Well, but I think there is, it's not just LeBron, by the way. I want to say this from looking from the outside in. You don't see black, famous black. And LeBron, we argued over how, who was the most famous black person in the country. But he's up there in the top... I don't think anyone can argue he's not in the top five most famous black people in the country. Yeah. He has, I don't know, 60 million followers on social media, 80 million followers. He can get on ESPN anytime he wants. He can get on fucking... He has like a special about where he's going to move his job to. You know, a whole special about which team he's going to sign with for two hours with an hour and 45 minute lead up to it. Yeah. Uh, he can get anything he wants, but he's been... He and other black celebrities have been conspicuously quiet about COVID vaccination. Now, I'm not saying they have to get it, but if they are getting it, and the black community in general is very low on and die and you know we talked about we laughed about how women said COVID was harder than them than men, <laughs> but even though men died more, but legitimately <laughs> black people died more than white people and brown black people died in larger numbers yeah. from COVID in large measure because of poor health poor health conditions and lack of sort of following basic protocols. Um, it's poverty. I mean, you can't yeah, exactly. extrapolate the black experience from the poor experience in this country. No, no. It's, 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 yeah, exactly. Inner city, poor, black, Hispanic, minority populations largely, and white people live in the same conditions, suffered a lot more from COVID. But you find a lot more blacks living in poverty. So they actually getting vaccinated for them, and I'm not pro or anti-vax. I'm sort of like case by case. But clearly, if you live in a community with a very high death rate from COVID, and, and you're maybe obese or there's high prevalence of other health diabetic or other healthcare conditions, you want to get vaccinated, right? Yeah. And so having LeBron go out there and Jay-Z maybe and Oprah, and I'm throwing all the names of famous black people I know, Obama, uh, that should cover it. Um, Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. I mean, that covers 200 million in social... It covers every black person. is is saying, like, dude, you've got to get vaccinated. Like, I'm LeBron. Watch me get my fucking shot like Biden did and everybody else. You got to do this, man. You don't want to die. I don't want you to die. I want you to come to Lakers games, all that shit. You know, but well, that's what makes LeBron such a cunt is right. that he'll always try and have it both ways. So he'll kind of vaguely insinuate that there's some government conspiracy involved. Right. And at the same time, he'll, uh, you know, promote the, the idea. I mean, when Hillary Clinton ran against Trump in uh, 16, 16, thanks. Uh, he told everyone to vote for Hillary, and then uh, it came out because it's really easy to check, which he, of course, didn't know yes. to see if someone voted or not. Yes. You can't see who you voted for, you see but if you they voted see if you voted. Yes. He didn't vote. And then he said, well, I did that as a protest because my vote doesn't matter. So it's like, okay, guy, then why would you encourage other people to go vote if there's no point to it? He's a fucking dumbass. Yeah, and uh, it's annoying. And he, but he, I don't care how. I mean, the dumb part is like, but shouldn't he be like out? I mean, again, if he's anti-vax, come out anti-vax. Fine. Like, shouldn't he be? And that's that's the position to take. But uh, if you're pro-vaccination and you are representing the black community, which he, I'm not putting that on him. He's claimed that himself. Uh, don't you have some responsibility to go all in on this and get save people's lives? 
Yeah, but he doesn't care. He's a very calculated guy. So he's, I literally think in his head and his like advisor's head over at Clutch Sports, they're like, here's how you can appeal to the anti-vax crowd and the vax crowd. (laughs) Right, right. And he's like, keep talking. (laughs) Right. And it's gross. And they craft his tweets and stuff like that and figure it out. Yeah, it is. It is really gross. I mean, I've been kind of, it is weird. I mean, I think... I, I'm guessing people like they always say like it's they always say it's an access issue to vaccines. You can literally walk anywhere in the city of Los Angeles within six sixty feet, and there's like someone trying to stick you with a needle for vaccine vaccinations. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to go to Brentwood behind some gated estate where they have the lone vaccines. <laughs> like they have every single Cal State, every Dodger Stadium, Staples, every single place. You could go get one at, at Rite Aid right now. Rite Aid, CVS, but even in, in locations where they, maybe they don't have the best stores around in fucking like in the hood. They were bringing fucking buses and trucks full of vaccinations, stuff like that. People just don't want to get it. These people don't want to get it. Yeah. Like, if you're not vaccinated now, it's because you don't want it. And there is this conspiracy theory that goes around in the minority community. And again, I think it's based on some reality. But to have LeBron, I mean, imagine how many, like, he could literally probably save thousands of lives by doing well, it that. It came out that the whole, this was a big thing in like 80s and 90s rap. And I think it still goes around in the black community, which is that the government. Um, in, uh, developed AIDS to kill black people. Yes. And Easy. It's, it's an <laughs> idiotic theory, which was created by Russian, uh, by the Russian propaganda machine. It was created by the KGB. So if you keep saying that, what you're actually doing is, uh, is saying that you're, you're giving credence to Russian propaganda. So congratulations. However, I think it's fairly established that the CIA did introduce crack into the inner cities just to see what would happen. Yeah. So like I get why you would think that. Was it like, you know, like a, a, a doing eugenics with the Native Americans till like the 1980s was like, you know, clearly Tuskegee, other instances like that where they're just using blacks as guinea pigs, essentially using blacks as guinea pigs. Yeah, but you can separate. I mean, w- when uh, Sock cured polio, I, there had to have been black people with polio. Was there a big movement? Because you can't see COVID, really. I right. mean, unless you're in the ground. It, you know, if people were walking around with club feet and shit, I think everyone would be on that bus. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's about the vaccinations. I mean, there was some weird stuff like... There was some stuff like in the Hispanic community got hit. Actually, Hispanic community, people don't maybe not realize, there's actually a very small black community in Los Angeles. I think it's 6% of the population now. Uh, it's half the nation, whatever the nationwide number is, it's half. So actually, most black people have moved out of Los Angeles years ago. It's largely Hispanic, 50% Hispanic now. It was also huge. COVID went, swept through that as well. And it was really cult- a lot of cultural health care issues, poverty issues. People had to work and stuff like that. But they're also not getting vaccinated. I think it's the Catholic, there's a whole Catholic sort of thing going on where, like, God will provide. I don't want to get inoculated. It is weird because I think they're getting all the childhood vaccines. But, like, this one is, like, has them, like, there's got to be, like, we're not in that circle. We're not in that cultural circle. I bet there's some underground shit going on in there, like, messaging of, like, Jesus doesn't want you to get vaccinated. Like, Jesus says no vaccination. It's a plot. Or, like, you know, something you're dirty. There's got to be some, like, subterfuge going on to keep these like uh, sort of totems alive, these sort of, like you said, Russian propaganda alive in these communities. Mm-hmm. I don't think the CIA is still actively in the Hispanic community telling them not to get vaccinated. So there's some other sh- undercurrent of like within their community of like someone, there's got to be a strong number of people saying, no, no, don't get vaccinated. It's a, whatever it is, it's, something's wrong with it. I guess. I, I mean, yeah, because when people say that Mexicans are lazy, not that I think any particular culture is lazy in and of itself, but I think they're one of the least lazy. 
Uh, yeah, the, the reason they're all dying is because they all went to work during COVID. Well, and maybe to get that shot. I mean, you can't get it at midnight if you're busting tables for 12 hours. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. You probably could. <laughs> they literally, at, at, I mean, not in the beginning. In the beginning, they went to all the people who were connected and figure out how to get the early shot. That was like January or whatever else it was. But by now, they can't give that shit away. Like, you, you can go down, like you said, Rite Aid, CVS. It's, everywhere's walking. Dodger Stadium had lines. It was open constantly at Dodger Stadium, Cal State, L.A., at USC had it. I mean, you really, nobody had more than like a 10 minute walk to get a vaccine. Um, and it was free and it's completely free. And by the way, if, if you say, they ask you for your personal information, if you say, I'm not giving it to they still, okay, you can still, come on, you can still get the vaccine. Well, like, of all the things to be paranoid about, why, why that? I mean, there's, there's way more obvious nefarious stuff going on. Like, I, I was just yeah, like, talking like, about, I had an idea for an app, which I don't want to get into, it was like about food delivery and it's fairly obscure. And then I started getting all these ads on my phone, and I've set all the privacy and shit so that no one uh, is able to see it. And so, yeah, like our devices are listening to us to market stuff to us, and that probably goes through Facebook, and they have some bug on there. And uh, I don't know, but so I get like having that kind of mindset of just being obvious, but uh, about things that are plotting against you. But the vaccine isn't that. The no. vaccine is to keep you from getting infected. It's just like a flu shot. But maybe it is that evil white man kind of thing where like everyone, it is kind of weird that the commercials are all sing-songy. We're all in this together. It does have that sort of like pasteurized corporate feel to all the PSAs. Yeah. It's like, everybody, come on. It's like, I love you and you, like daughter. I love you and I love you, mommy. And we'll be around and we're going to get vaccinated together. And like, it is really much like a Coca-Cola commercial, which kind of scares me. But I think like, Getting back to LeBron, I think actually having a guy like LeBron come out and say, like, look, all people, black people in particular, I got it. It's safe. Go now. Go today. I'll fucking retweet you or whatever, some shit like that. Just go do it. That would be huge. I think that'd be huge. And if, if yeah. fucking Jay-Z and Oprah and Obama did it at the same time, I think Obama did do a pro-vaccination thing, but very light, very light about it. Um, well, along those lines, uh, so I predict within 30 days or so, it will be pretty confirmed, even in the mainstream media, that the uh, COVID virus was from a lab in Wuhan. Oh, yeah. And yes, not from the markets. From a, pangolin, from a random pangolin who walked into the market. So I don't know if it's Biden, but someone at that point, once we confirmed that they probably accidentally released this virus and that they covered it up, as China does, as does the U.S. government cover stuff up. This really inconvenienced an awful lot of people. Yes. So who's the person that goes, yo, China, what the fuck? Like, are you not a country anymore? Like, can we just sanction them and cut them off? That will not be LeBron. I'm just <laughs> telling you right now. I mean, I would do it, but no one's going to listen. LeBron's love of China is a little unnerving, and not because of the viruses with the fucking slave labor and shit like that. People are just, like you said, maybe, maybe everyone's just LeBron, right? Maybe everyone's just like an opportunistic. He's just bigger than everybody else. Yeah, he's just under a microscope more. I mean, the, the rest of the NBA is not different. Fucking Adam Silver, those guys. When Maury came out and made that thing about the Hong Kong protests, and they like made him fucking forcibly apologize, and was got like suspended him and stuff because he's like, "Yeah, democracy, thumbs up." They're like, whoa, dude! Like, the hell kind of language is that? Like, pro democracy? Right. Like, as you're promoting how woke you are? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is just it's so priceless. It, it's. So, I mean, I was thinking. I asked today. Like, is there any? If you took the top thousand corporations in this country, which must be like fucking ninety percent of the business in the country, how many are deeply connected with China on business? It's got to be all one thousand at this point. Yeah. So it's not like there's no right or left in this. It's just money, and everyone's connected to them. So my my guess is, you know, someone said like, what if they like if they had actually like dropped the bomb on us, even by accident, we would have fucking leveled their country. 
Right. Like, if they killed, like, 500 people because they accidentally shot a missile off and hit Alaska and fucking knocked out, like, a Marie Callender's in Juno <laughs> and killed, like, 500 people, we would have fucking launched an airstrike on them, right, and destroyed some, at least some shit in China. Yeah. But because it, it was a, it was a you know, viral thing and we lost 600,000 people, we're just doing more business with them now than ever, ever before. There's literally nothing happened, which is kind of amazing. It's weird. It's weird. It makes me think if I'm a Chinese military planner, like, let's just make more bioweapons because, you know, if we attack them, even with a nuclear weapon, they're going to shoot nuclear weapons back. We're all going to die. Right. But we could release the virus and tank the economy, kill half a million old people. And, well, we still got Disney and we still got Disney and LeBron here making, making shit. So, like, there literally was no other than they lost some people themselves. There's no I doubt. I mean, to state the obvious, you can't have a position of, like, I'm all for progress unless money uh, comes into right. play. Because right. then uh, we would never have emancipated the slaves if no. that were the case. That was a great economic system for a few people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a reason they had slavery because cotton was handpicked. There was no machines back then. And there was no economical, there's no way to economically harvest cotton because if you had to pay people, it would cost too much, and you, you know, a fucking sweater would be ten thousand dollars. So they got free, you know, a million free people to work, <laughs> like, and right. so the price was zero, and then all of a sudden the cotton was affordable. So yeah, I mean, it was completely. It was not because they hated black people. I mean, they did hate black people. They came to hate black. It was because it was they could go across the world and get free people to come work here. Um, it was purely dri- purely driven by money. Yeah. Um. As a as a liberal, I guess I'm I'm applying that term for LeBron. You, you shouldn't be cool with stuff like that because that actually happens in China right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're ma- they're forced not just being mean to Muslim Uyghurs. They're like actually making them make shoes. <laughs> like they actually have to like make shoes and like Disney toys and stuff like that. They're not like we hate you. We're going to call you bad names. It's like you have to live in this specific area behind this fence and work in a factory where we tell you to work, and we'll give you enough money to survive off it. Right. It's slavery. It's just modern day slavery. Hi, Matt. Uh, this today is like the day we cover all of your heroes. We did LeBron. We did Megan Rapino. We're gonna do another one later on, actually. Uh, Chrissy Teigen. You, I remember, always were big Chrissy, Te- big Chrissy Teigen fan. Uh, in fact, when I would go to you and expl- say, "Why the fuck is Chrissy Teigen famous?" Why does she have any TV shows? Why is she anywhere? You would go into her litany of accomplishments of why she deserved to be a famous, well-paid, highly, highly thought-of person in the celebrity community. I wish someone would have done that for me. I, I feel like one day I was just going about my life, and yes. then she was here. Yes, I have right. no idea how it happened. I, she I, was one of the first people on Twitter, basically. She right? was the first... And I'm going to say hot chick because relative to Twitter, let's say relative to the general population on Twitter, she's more attractive. I know we have an argument about it. I don't think she's that attractive. She's more attractive than your average Twitter user. Let's put it that way. Yeah. For, if, she was, if she was called a mechanic, auto mechanic, she would be an attractive auto mechanic. Because she's called a swimsuit model, she is not an attractive swimsuit she would, model. Yeah, she'd be attractive for any job except model, right? Yeah. If she was a cafeteria lady at your middle school, you'd have the hots for her. Right? No, if, if she was your uh, RN, if she was your, your dental assistant, you'd, you'd be like, my God, her, her you tits seen, are sitting right on my chest. You haven't seen my dental assistant, right? The doctors. The only, the only thing I, I feel like, you know, the suicide rate among dentists is like the highest of any profession. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if without the hot hygienist, it'd be like, you're still twice as high. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only thing. Having, a, I assume they're all having sex with them. 
or at least thinking about having sex with them, is the only thing that keeps them alive. Right. Because one of my kids asked me once, why do dentists kill themselves so often? I said, just close your eyes and think about what you do all day long. Right. I can't like, imagine. No, like, it's like, and by the way, you're not even like saving lives. You're not even like, you can't even like rationalize the fact that like, okay, what I do is disgusting, but man, I'm saving lives. I'm really making, no, you're like saving teeth maybe and helping smile, brighten smiles and, you know, and cleaning pe- gunk out of people's teeth. Yeah. It's just like, you're not doing, and you're, you know, like if you were important, they call you after 4.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> you're, not, you're only there three days a week. <laughs> your job's not that, your job's not that important. Um, so Chrissy Teigen is, we discovered latter day. She was, I, just, I found her on Twitter like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Before, she was an SI, I think a couple times. She got an SI somehow. She was Eur- Eurasian, which was different. It really was all white models in the 2000s. And she's half Norwegian, half Thai, which was very unique and novel. So she has a unique look. And I think that's got her into it, at least. Got her like, you know, a modeling deal and then to SI, something like that. She did look different than everyone else. And she was still semi-attractive and had big, thick boobs, so... Whatever that worked. But she would go on Twitter and get really drunk and loaded and say stupid shit, which is funny because to me, she was like the funny drunk girl who also had big boobs, who just like did shit jokes, defecation jokes and shit like that, or booger jokes or whatever the fuck she was doing. Or just, I ate like, chili cheese fries and poured half on myself, and now I'm taking the shits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, paraphr- I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But at two in the morning, it's kind of funny to think about a chick who's relatively hot doing that on Twitter. I don't know. She, she didn't do things like I'm playing with my pussy or stuff like that. It was more like, you know, you knew that girl in high school, right? There was like a girl who was like... Some, she was supposed to be like the down-to-earth. Down-to-earth, dirty, get dirty with the guys, you know, fucking like drink till you vomit kind of, you know. I don't, I don't think guys are really like that, though. I think she might be the filthiest person of all. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, well, remember, uh, what's her, Jenny McCarthy back in the day did that, had the whole that shtick as well? Yeah. Where like she was like that dirty girl. She did like you know. I think she actually did like. I don't know. Was there like scenes where she was defecating or shit like that? I feel like she yeah. Was doing... There was a. I think it was like Maxim magazine. She yeah. was like reading on the toilet. toilet, and then she did that movie. I think with her first husband at the time, where it was like she was a gross chick, like doing gross shit. Uh, like the whole the whole hook of the movie was this hot chick was just gross, which is not a great hook. I think <laughs> chicks actually think that's funny though. They Whereas do. we just don't want to think about it. Well, uh, Char- uh, Charlize Theron's been doing a series of movies where she plays like she's still attractive, but she plays like she's fat now, or she's got like a zit on her face, or she's like you know having diarrhea or something, something where she has to be unattractive. Mm-hmm. But they don't totally hide that she's attractive. So she just looks like a she's a six foot tall blonde model from South Africa, who they try to make look unattractive, but it doesn't quite work. So it's kind of weird because it's like, uh, what a dumpy looking chick. I'm like. Yeah, she's a supermodel, and they put a fat suit on her. So like, she is writing that into her own scripts, I think, because I saw that movie Tully. Yes, Tully was a good one. It's actually a good movie, but yes. there's a scene where she takes her bra off to breastfeed, right? Yeah, yes. and she's you know she's still hot, and then the kid goes, "Mommy, why is your body so gross?" Yes, and I'm like, "Yes, uh, you know, kids say that all the time." <laughs> like, right? And if they did, you'd fucking shoot them in the face or deny them food for the next week. But uh, yeah, it's it's so contrived, right? The first one to do that, I think, was uh, Sean Penn's first. Well, after Madonna, which was like a day, um, he married Robin Wright Penn at the time, the woman from House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And she was always pretty, and she, she's a very pretty woman. She was, especially when she was younger. She was in Princess Bride, the, the blonde in Princess Bride. 
And she didn't like that she was being cast for pretty roles, so she insisted that she only play roles of unattractive women, and they would intentionally make up her face to make her look unattractive for like five movies in a row. I thought, that's even more vain than just being hot. Like, you're, you're like, like a hot chick who says, like, make me hot, light me right, make my makeup look perfect. I at least get that. It's vain, but I get it because you're making your money that way. But like the hot chick who insists that you like make her look like her nose is broken and she's got bad skin and so like that and she's fat. That's even more vain because I was like, I'm so hot. I can't be taken seriously because how hot I am. I have to ugly myself down to it's be taken also, seriously. It's also super cliche and I would say thirsty looking. Yeah. Like you're trying really hard to get attention. So an underrated movie was, uh, what's it called? American, American Made? What the hell am I talking about? Which, who was it? The Bradley Cooper. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. He played this fat slob. Yes. But it was actually a good movie. In a fat suit. I don't know why no one talks about American it. American Hustle. American Hustle. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a fat suit. He was fat. Oh, really? But then, yeah. so... With, everyone, the, with the, Af- with the, uh, the, 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 what was it called? Like the, the wig that yeah, was Yeah, yeah. A perm. He had the perm. Like, right. Like his perm. I knew a guy. I'm old enough to remember guys got that. Oh, wow. It was always a divorced dad. It was always a divorced dad. I got the perm. <laughs> oh, my God. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yes. It's a hilarious movie. It's high slacks. And then you had, like, Jared Leto's annoying ass trying to get fat. So it was, like, the thing that goes around. And everyone's yes. like, hey, man, he gained a lot of weight for this movie. And the correct response is, who gives a fuck? Yeah. So then. I can gain weight, dude. <laughs> it has to be. The new standard is, well, you know, Christian Bale? Yeah. Almost died. Mechanic. The mechanic? Uh was the mechanic? Or I thought it was the Werner Herzog movie where he played a POW. Oh, that one too. Yeah, he did it. He did it twice. He did one. It was called Mechanic or the Mechanic, where he dropped like seventy pounds. Maybe it was that one where he almost died. He looked. Who can just, really? Keep I mean, you can see all his ribs were sticking out and shit. It was gross. I mean, he. You know, I think Christian Bale's a really good actor. Yes, but he's also obviously very committed. Yes. So it's like, oh, you lost sixty pounds. Well. I'm going to now almost die. Yes. Every, and who knows how true that is. But it looked pretty legit. It looked like he was going to die. He hurt himself. He de- yeah. badly. It's really he took unhealthy. a few years off his life. Yes. Good for him. Well, I don't know. So what I'm the- not impressed by the <laughs> gaining 20 pounds. And, no, no. Uh, now, they, now it's all like in uh, uh, the last Scorsese movie, they just digitally made like Pacino and De Niro like 40 years younger. Mm. Now they're like, dude, just make me look better. <laughs> just like, I'm not, putting on, I'm not putting on fucking 40 pounds. I'm not losing 40 pounds. Right. Just give me, a, give me a fat stomach. Chrissy Teigen, dude. Let's get back to Chrissy Teigen. So now we learn that in addition to mar- marrying John Legend, which, by the way, good move, very good move for her. He seems like a good dude, very wealthy. He owns, I would marry John Legend. He owns a lot of his publishing, by the way. So he's like he's like the the Paul McCartney esque. Could like, you name one of his songs? I no, can't. not a single one. I can picture him at a piano, looking sexually at a woman and singing a love song. And women screaming. Me too. But I'm always like, is this a cover that's 80 years old? Or did he write this? Like, it sounds timeless. And I mean yes. that in like a corny way. Yeah. Like, in like 50 years, it's still going to be good. Or not. Or, I mean, it's still going to be like played at <laughs> Christmas parties or what. Like, if a dude's still trying to get with his girl, like in 50 years, he's going to turn the John Legend on. Right. Something like that. Like, a love, it's love songs. They're like timeless love songs. Right, right. And it's like, baby, I, baby, I love you. I want you kind of thing. Like, you know, let's get together tonight kind of stuff. Which is, you know, I mean, it's, 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 to me, he's like the, the male Alicia Keys, which is, I, I know like Alicia she's Keys. She's more edgy than he is. Is though. she really? Because she sang like, I guess she did more stuff. Anyway, anytime someone sits at a piano and is attractive and is well dressed and plays, I, they all look the same to me. I think he's the, the black Barry Manilow. Ooh, well, that's cool. I like Barry. It's like, <laughs> the point is, he's a good husband, right? He seems like a good dude. He owns his own publishing, so not only is he currently wealthy, he's going to be wealthy forever. Um, 
you know, they have kids or whatever. He's like, he seems to let her do whatever the fuck she wants. He'll like, he'll echo, like when she'll go like, fuck Trump up the ass. We'll be like, yeah, I don't like Trump. Like he'll like <laughs> do like a softer version of her in a ditto. So he doesn't like tell her to like shut up, stop being drunk. And like, apparently she was drinking a lot of Jack Daniels during her last pregnancy. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. She's, uh, she's pretty heavy alcoholic. And, um, but then we were supposed to feel, I mean, we were supposed to feel, and I did feel kind of bad. She had a miscarriage. She went through it like, on Twitter. But then you learned that she was drinking like pounding Jack and Cokes during pregnancy. So you're like kind of like, yeah, I take back my, my sympathetic remarks. Just, wait, is she like on record as like that's a thing? Yeah, well. Because she, that's like really psychotic. She talked about the miscarriage and then she, after the fact, said how she'd been drinking like for the last, off her AA program for like the last year, which was during her pregnancy. So she didn't say I was drinking while pregnant. She said she fell off the wagon while she was, during the same time she was pregnant. So I don't know if she was pounding Jack and Coke. I'm just saying that because it sounds dramatic. It sounds dramatic. But if you're if you're drinking enough that you're like uh, you're back to alcoholism while you're pregnant, that's not a good thing. Clearly, no, so it's, I would argue it's not fair for the kid. No, although somehow for millions of years people got wasted and had kids and smoked cigarettes and you know I guess there was maybe a higher level of retardation and other shit like that. Yeah, we had a couple. One fetal alcohol girl in our school growing up <laughs> yes. in particular, and I, I felt really bad for her. But I wonder like. Which is why, you know, I, I don't even want to have a kid uh, not uh, give birth to a kid, but father one. Yeah. But, you know, it did occur to me, like, I wonder how much you have to drink. It can just be like a few beers here and there. Uh, I don't think that you're talking about impregnated women. That doesn't matter. No, I'm talking about as a pregnant woman, like how hardcore you would have to be drinking to fuck your kid up that badly. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm assuming like things like crack and meth are way worse. And I'm assuming a glass of wine or two is probably not much at all. But when you start getting heart, when you start getting like drunk, drunk and vomiting and shit, I assume that they're like, it's pretty bad, right? It's all about it's all about the uh, oxygen levels to the baby, right? So you're cut, the reason you get drunk is because you're cutting the oxygen out, your blood oxygen off. Yeah, well, and also I think alcohol absorbs into your blood like right away, so that's going. There's no like filtering it. Yeah, I don't know. We're talking about shit we don't think about. Yeah, I just know it's bad. It's not good. No, it's, it's not, not, not. I mean, everyone, everybody I knew had parents who smoked cigarettes, and I'm sure the moms, maybe, I was probably at the cusp of that end when they're like, would get a really bad look if they're smoking when they had a, bell, a pregnant belly. But like probably right, you know, because when, when we carpooled the school as little kids, all the moms smoked mm-hmm. with the windows up. <laughs> like no seatbelts. Moms were like, not every mom, but most moms were chain smoking. While the kids are in the car on the way Dude, to school. What were we doing? <laughs> if, if I smoked a cigarette right now, I'd be nauseous for four hours. And that's one, not 30. Every well, day. I mean, I, I think that like smoking was still prevalent until just a few years ago. It dropped off. It's because everyone's just fucking vaping now. Everyone's taking something, man. Come on. But when you're pregnant, you got to like, then you got to be like, yeah, I mean, I can't like, I can't be doing drugs when I'm pregnant. Chrissy Teigen <laughs> bullied people, Matt. So here's the thing. So we learn now, and I knew that she was like harsh to people, but I thought just, you know, taking, taking on trolls and shit like that, like, fuck you, fuck you. But it turns out she was actually picking on Courtney Stodden, we mentioned before, that, that weird girl who got married at 16 to the guy from, from Lost. And now some other dude, and I don't know any of these people, they're all reality show people. They're all from reality shows I've never even heard the channels of. But somehow she was not just saying shit on Twitter, she was going and slipping in their DMs and like basically telling them to kill themselves. Like literally telling them to kill themselves. Like, Fuck you. No one cares about you. Why don't you go kill yourself? Yeah. And then a couple of them almost did. <laughs> like, because it, I mean, it's probably hard for us to relate to like having Chrissy Teigen tell us to go kill ourselves and decide we want to kill ourselves. <laughs> but like, these are weaker, weaker minded, troubled people that are open to highly open to suggestion and like they think the whole world hates them. And then some chick who's on TV comes onto their DMs and starts telling them to kill themselves and they're worthless pieces of shit. 
Well, she t- obviously kind of sussed that out. I mean, if you or I got a message from Chrissy Teigen saying <laughs> kill yourself, it'd be like, okay, either ignore or yes. like, who cares? Yes. But she was targeting the vulnerable. I think she targeted a lot of people, then, like any bully does, whoever gets the reaction. Right. Like, oh, why should I kill myself? Like, you know, concerned. Like, then she starts going after them. It's, it's really fucking insidious. It's really dark. I mean, it's way darker. This took her way darker. Than, I knew she was an alcoholic. I knew she was phony. I knew she's like selling shit like every other former, let's go modest prostitute <laughs> to women in terms of mommy shit, mommy, mommy stuff, and household products and diapers and fucking fitness tapes and shit like that. I knew she was doing all that. Um, I didn't know how dark she was getting, like behind the scenes. Like, like this is like a villainous level, like psychologically, like like not just a bully in fourth grade, but the guy who's a bully at forty. <laughs> like the guy who's like yeah. legitimately in the office finding weaker people and like punching them. <laughs> like at, four, at, four, at forty, isn't it always? It's a cliche, and and it's a cliche for a reason because it's true. It's you know she is a virtue signaling person who acts yes. as though she's uh, very altruistic or however you want to say it. And those people are always, they, t- they're doing weird shit like this. In her case, it's actually documented. Yeah. They're doing, but if not, they're going and like kicking a homeless guy in the face and then getting back in their car. They're all, they're all covering for some, if they're virtue signaling, they're covering some virtue shortcoming they see. Although I would still say this is at a different, this is still a darker level than like, like there's like the guy who was a senator yesterday. They found out his name is fucking White House, and he's like talking about black equity, and we got to do all this. Race. And they found out he belongs to a whites only beach club, right? So there's like there's there's that level of like sort of like double standard ish, where I'm going to be the woke, you know, pro pro black white guy, mm-hmm. who then also secretly not so secretly belongs to a whites only beach club. <laughs> there's that level of hypocrisy, but then there's like the evil level where you're actually like virtue signaling, and then you're going to tell people like. Maybe killing them. This guy said he almost killed himself. And again, these are all dramatic reality show people, so I have no idea what the rea- what the truth is. Well, yeah, like, it turned into she accused him of like photoshopping her messages, and well, she said he photoshopped her, some of his, some of his messages. Jesus. So I, I, you know, but like to tell to tell someone to kill themselves and like say it in a mean way is like I I don't think I can't picture myself hitting that level. I mean, if someone really you know I really justified. Than also being a horrible person, I would tell him like some pedophile. I would go tell to kill themselves, but not like a struggling reality show person. I wouldn't tell him like no one cares about you. You should really just kill yourself now. I got kicked off of Twitter literally for telling Trump to kill himself. Yeah, it didn't work either. But it didn't work. How is uh, Tegan still on Twitter? Well, I think she was doing it in, in, in private messages. Which was I guess, that better? I don't know. Like, <laughs> sounds more personal. I, well, so she and, and by the way, she took herself off Twitter. She like suspended herself off Twitter. She Twitter didn't even suspend her after it came out. She suspended herself. Like, there's there's definitely a, there's definitely a stratification of, of of privileges on Twitter. By the way, yeah. So, I think so. Uh, they I, as far as I know, they've not taken down. They took Trump down. Obviously, that was a big one. But they have not taken down like a big cele- like a Hollywood celebrity. No matter what they've said, there's just not been a single case of like a Hollywood celebrity being taken down no matter what they say mm-hmm. because they live off that. That's, that's who they live off. That's who 80% of their traffic goes to. Um, but I, it's just, it's, it's weird. I mean, there's something like, there's something that she drinks obviously and she's got some other issues. But, you know, for a married mom of kids and like, you know, who's like, has everything set in life to be that mean and evil, there's something si- fucking sinister back there in her, in her brain somewhere. Yeah. Well, there. There has to be for you to overcompensate to that level. 
Yeah. When for, things are going so well, I mean, I know psychologically people see things are being horrible when they're not horrible. But like, obviously, from a on paper standpoint, she's got everything going for her. And then to be doing this like in her spare time is like... I don't understand why we reward this as a society. Because <laughs> like, remember, I, I vaguely remember now the... Because I couldn't escape it. The Rosie O'Donnell. I don't even watch TV, especially no. during the day. But I couldn't get away from Rosie O'Donnell talking about how she had a crush on Tom Cruise. Oh, and, God. And being real happy about it. And it's like, okay, you're a lesbian, so yes. you don't have a crush on Tom Cruise. And you're obviously a horrible bitch. Yes. So this act is so transparent. I don't understand who is condoning it except for the TV companies. And then the masses will watch whatever's on during... TV, unless she's really good at being fake, uh, but I, I, I'm rambling. But I just let's don't. Put, I don't get what's going on. Let's put, first. I have tell my favorite Rosie O'Donnell story is when her daughter. I don't know if you remember. She has like seven adopted kids with her three past lesbian wives, mm. and they all came from. There was the one she bought from a heroin. <laughs> she bought one baby from a heroin addict, like literally outside a grocery store in in, in Jersey. She like arranged for it, like you know, around the normal channels, and like bought this baby from this like mother who was addicted to heroin. Like when she was six months old, and she raised a girl, and the girl had all these sorts of problems. She had a lot of psychological problems, as you can imagine, because A, her mom was on heroin, she was gestating. Then also, Rosie O'Donnell raised her. So she got the, she got the worst of both worlds. And Rosie O'Donnell's like, she's missing. She's gone. She knew that she had left with her boyfriend. She was 18. She's missed out her medication. She has mental issues. She's missing in New York. I don't know if you remember, it was five, six years ago. She called on all of New York and the police and everyone to look for her. And it turned out the daughter was just with her boyfriend. Who her mom didn't like, and then she came out with all these stories about Rosie at home. Like she said, Rosie would be like half naked, completely in the bag on wine, and like chase her around her pottery studio, like threatening to hit her with over the head with a wine bottle and stuff like that. Like, and I think she was, from what I recall, angry that she was heterosexual. She was said, well, she claimed she didn't like the boy. The boyfriend was a bad influence on her. But yeah, of course, you have to I mean, think she hates. Kind of phrase that. Yeah, when you're like, well, meanwhile she's at home. You're getting loaded and chasing around like the fucking pottery, the pottery, the pottery wheel, the lesbian pottery wheel. Well, <laughs> and just imagine the abuse. Like, let's say your mother um, was not drunk or chasing you, but she was just really unfunny and constantly yes. talking. Yes, like, that is a form of abuse. Yes, I, I, you have to think of that for Trevor Noah's future children. <laughs> <laughs> he just launched his production company and just bought a $20 million house, and it really bothers me to no end. Me too. Not that he is like, he, he works hard, you know, so whatever, but like, you know, he put put in the effort, but still, like, he's just being rewarded. Beyond. I don't understand how he, uh, the first word I thought of him when I, that I thought of when I thought of him was milk toast. Yes. And that's really hard to accomplish as a black guy. I'm literally calling him vanilla. Well, I think part of it is your racism because he does speak like the Queen's English. So it always, it's always unnerving to see black dudes in England when they speak like perfect Victorian English. Because it, it, if you did that in this country, you'd be called probably uppity or some shit like that. Like to speak really crisp, crisp old English like they do. Well, it's annoying when white people do it too. Yeah, but like then they're the barrister or the like the, the the royal like Prince Harry or something like that. But somehow when you see a, I think when you see a black person speak like that, it becomes like, dude, what, what, your front your front. Like, be honest with yourself here. Yeah, like yeah. your front. I know everyone around you speaks like that, but I, I I don't like him. But Chrissy Teigen becomes famous a bit. You know, dude, Rosie O'Donnell. And in twenty twenty one, if you're still watching regular over the network daytime TV. <laughs> With all the other options, like if you just wanted to watch TV for the rest of your life, if you were a shut-in, let's say, 
you would have Netflix and HBO and you'd have Amazon, you'd have everything else. You'd have at your fingertips a plethora of TV for all ages, all demographics that's actually fairly well crafted. You'd have a lot of good options. If you're still watching like The View or Rose, the talk shows or like People's Court or whatever else going on, that's just that really says that really says something about it's not it's not complimentary. I mean, like you've just decided like you're at the bottom and you're just happy at the bottom. You're just floating around the bottom. You're fine. You're fine. Because yeah. if you like if you like drama if you like real like drama of women fighting, you could find good women fighting content somewhere on your streaming. On streaming no, you service. will consume anything. Like if I walked up to you with a piece of shoe leather and said, "Eat this," yeah, you, you just start eating it. Yeah, like you're yeah. You you don't factor in quality. To I anything. think if you were like lived in prison for forty years, you would get used to prison food at some point. I always wonder, like when they come out of prison, these guys like the old Morgan Freeman, like at seventy, he's been in prison since he was twenty or eighteen. Do you think they like other food or other things? I know they have the thing where they have to sleep on the floor. Like they don't like big rooms or like they're so human conditioned, like to the psychology of the prison that they can't really. Well, that's why they all, in, in, in um, Shawshank Redemption, they'll kill themselves, right? Because they can't live on the outside. Do you think they actually like taste food that's good food and go like, ah, where's my, my slop? No, I think that confused them. The people in that instance uh, always love McDonald's for some yes. reason. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure they love porno. Oh, fuck. I mean, you can't get, well, they probably get I don't porno. know how you prime away from a laptop <laughs> at that point. I don't know. Do you remember <laughs> when OJ was uh, uh, habitually masturbating in his prison cell in Nevada? His roommate's complaint was they had to move him because he was, ma- he was like 65. He was just masturbating constantly. <laughs> Oh my god. He was a juice, dude. Matt, our last segment is an email from Amy. And the Olympics are coming up. I know you you love the Olympics. You get excited. Do you like the winter or the, or the summer Olympics? You're from Alaska. The basketball. Have... No, I do like uh, I like the track. I uh, they're both good. You know, I love the long jump on the skis where someone just rockets down and then flies through the air. There's yeah, no the skill ski, involved. It's called it, the ski jump. Yes. What did <laughs> yeah. I call it? <laughs> well, there's some actually some there's some official like Latin European name for it. Right. That's called that makes no sense to like English, but it's called it's like the ski jump. Yeah, the ski it jump. has something where they call it like in some fucking Roman name. I love the ski jump because I, I don't know how you get good at it. It's uh, I don't know how they survive, but it's fun to watch. Uh, I like mostly I like I like the fact now that they have sports in different channels, so you can just watch the sports you like. Because it used to be, you know, the old days of ABC, whatever, they had to watch, there was only one feed. And say we go to like fucking handball. It's always figure skating, too. Figure skating was big because women watched that in prime time. And then they would have like handball and some other shit and air rifle, whatever fuck you don't want. And you had to watch it. Sailing, there's fucking sailing or like, actually, I like the crew stuff, but the sailing shit I don't like. And, sailing? Yeah. There's, I think they're getting close to video games now. There's a whole bunch of shit in there now you didn't know about before. BMX, uh, but now you can like find your own thing. So Amy wants to know what's your favorite, what's your what's your, who's your favorite dude competing in the Olympics this year as a chick, and should you ever bet for a biological female in a women's sport ever again? <laughs> uh, I like the trans BMX guy, uh, girl, woman, uh, whose name I'm trying to look up. But uh, so it's a BMX uh, BMX race, race bike, uh, the dirt bike, dirt bike. We just call them dirt bikes. Oh, no, I thought it was a pedal bike. No, but I mean, it's off-road. Right, right. Yeah. They're doing tricks and stuff. And uh, I thought, well, uh, I think the reason a lot of these trans athletes are making a point, because they know it bothers people, which it should, which is you're 
you were a guy and now you're doing a woman's sport. Yes. Is because if at this point in most parts of the country, if you go into your job and you go, oh, my name's Shirley now and I'm a chick, people go, well, I don't give a fuck. I didn't like you in the first place. <laughs> right. And uh, you don't get any attention. But this actually bothers people because it's controversial. So I think these people have been trying to piss people off their whole lives. Yes. And this is like the last stance that they have to die on. That's interesting. It's, a, it's like a troll. It's a massive trolling. It's it's a trolling. It's a psychotic hunger for attention and the need to feel victimized. Not that you know there aren't people with gender dysphoria. That's <clears throat> that's a, a real thing. But with this trans uh, BMX biker woman, uh, she said. So first of all, I thought, well, uh, why? You know, just what's the point? Why do they even have gender categories in BMX biking? <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. <laughs> like, and then she said, well. Uh, if I win the Olympics, uh, what I plan to do if I win a medal is to burn the American flag on the podium, to which I thought that would be entertaining, and I hope that happens. But secondly, that reads much more tranny to me yes. than uh, Olympic athlete. You know yeah, what because what is, she, what is she actually burning the flag? What is she protesting? Oh, that trans uh, youth are... That's what I mean. It's a trans, it's a trans issue. It's not like an yeah. anti-American issue. It's a trans... I mean, I know generically, but it's not like... Black Lives Matter protests or something like that. No, yeah, she should burn a pair of overalls. Or <laughs> yes. Well, Lorelai Hubbard is a big one. She's the uh, dude who used to, by the way, I mean, you said like some small percentage of people have gender dysphoria. What is, a, what is the number of people that have both gender dysphoria and are world-class Olympic-level athletes? Because you would think it's like one in a million, but the number seems to be rising rather dramatically. Like the correlation between people who are in sports and that also happen to have gender dysphoria seems to be the prime spot for where this is the numbers are spiking suddenly. Yeah. And in this case, a sport, I mean, none of these are really sports, but it's simply predicated on how heavy of a thing you can lift over your head. Yeah. Oh, the weightlifting, yes. It's purely based on muscle. So, it, you know, if you were figure skating or playing soccer, it's like, eh, maybe. I mean, I wonder if this would change if, if it was more mainstream. Like if uh, a guy i don't know if dominique wilkins right now just joined the wnba dominated still called himself dominique because <laughs> you know would that would that like cause a conversation that's already happening well i'm glad you mentioned that because you're assuming there's an event a, you're assuming there's a huge advantage to dominique playing in the women to being a woman playing in the women's league but i'm here to tell you there's only an advantage there's only an advantage not a huge advantage because this Lorelai Hubbard, male turned female weightlifter, somebody wrote an op-ed in, a, uh, I think it was a British paper today, defending Lorelai Hubbard, saying, "There's wrong. everyone gets it wrong. There isn't a huge advantage to a, a biological male competing in the female category. There's only an advantage. <laughs> it's like, there's just a, a there's regular... There's only a, 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 just a normal a advantage. advantage. Like a normal advantage, like, you know, like, say, a spitball or being able to take steroids, Barry Bonds take steroids. And, Whereas know, <laughs> the whole... The entire thing of competition in general, but especially especially during the Olympics, yeah. is the advantage. Yes. All you're trying to do, which separates you from being a winner and a loser, is have an advantage. That right. could be a tenth of a second in a three uh, a six hundred meter race. So, yeah, if you have an advantage, <laughs> that's negating the whole point. I think what they're trying to, what they're trying to say was like she could still lose, but that was a whole point of the, of the story. What they really mean is she still has an advantage that nobody else in the competition has, whether it be 
Instead of thinking it's 40%, maybe it's just 5% or 4%. But it's still an advantage nobody else has that nobody else can, can possibly replicate. So it's not like she worked out harder or she had better trainers or she was on a nutritional diet that nobody else was willing to stick to. It's an advantage no one else can compete with. They don't have that possibility. Let's, let's say hypothetically it's a 1% advantage. Yeah. I'm sure it's more like a 15% advantage. Yeah. Let's just say it's a 1% Well, she advantage. wins every time, so I'm assuming it's, it's a really large advantage. Right. Even if it's 1%, yep. that is what eliminates the people in the Olympics yes. from not being in the Olympics is that 0.1%. Yeah. So It's huge. I mean, that's why they test for steroids, even though they don't catch it all. But the Olympics actually test harder than anybody. They've kicked out people because they don't want anyone to have any advantage at all because, you're right, it's such a slight, it's such a slight difference. The, the, the winners versus first, first place versus 10th place is so small that just the slightest advantage to one person means they're going to win the gold every time. Right. So it's a, actually a huge thing. I don't, I mean, she's going to win. So here's the thing. She has two choices now. I assume she's a narcissist, Lorelai Hubbard at least. I don't want to be a ex-biker. But she's going to win because she wins every competition. So she has two choices. She can intentionally throw it, like just go, oh, I can't lift this. And like, oh, Donna, you beat me this, you caught me this time. You know, I mean, let's, come on, let's go, girls. Let's go shopping afterwards and talk about it. Next Olympics. Or she can just win not give a shit, talk about trans rights and stuff like that, and just say, in your face, I'm a woman, fuck you. And I think that's what she's going to do. I believe it's the latter category. Is, you know, it's just so, seems so, here's the thing. I always shape this as like, it's an anti-trans argument. But if it was anti-trans, why does nobody give a shit about women becoming men and competing in men's sports? Like, not a soul would give a shit if some woman wanted to be a male weightlifter. Right. Nobody would say a thing. Nobody, I mean, there'd be some... Weird religious people just don't think trans people should exist. But nobody, 98% of the people would say, oh, that's great. Give it a shot. Give it a shot, Bobby. Like, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I don't know. What weirds me out about it, too, is, and I think the the Olympic Commission is like, and I don't know, so correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like a British-based thing, and it's a bunch of fucking British people. Sounds like it. It's in the movies it is. But, like, yeah. we're agreeing that, um, so the Olympics, this is every country on Earth, right? Yeah. So when I hear, like, the Olympics decided that this female weightlifter who was born a man should compete, I'm like, Aren't, don't, like, most countries still, like, kill those people? Yes. Like, who agreed to this? Yes. You don't think, like, Vanatu or, like, Burundi came in and no, said, No, like, like, Saudi Arabia was no. like, yeah, no, we, we just allowed women to drive, but we're totally on board they with this want, bizarre concept. They don't even want Jews competing. <laughs> like, they don't even want Jews. Right. So how did the Olympics... <laughs> like, I, I don't get who's making the decision. There's probably a lot of places they don't want blacks to compete or they don't want women to compete. A lot of people don't want women to compete. Right. Right? I'm sure... Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm sure Saudi Arabia's like, well, we don't let them drive or leave the house on their own. But if they want to fly to Tokyo and wear spandex and go on stage, yeah. that's I mean, I'm not advocating, you know, giving more representation to these, you know, shitty autocratic countries, but... Is there who? What's the process? What's is the, is there a democratic process to this? No, these these guys are all in the fucking take and stuff like that. Just, this one they're following politics on. I hope I actually hope all the I don't know how many trans athletes are competing. I hope they all win and dominate because until it gets really bad, no one's going to stop until they realize it's destroyed the sport. If Lorelai Hubbard came in ninth place, even though there was fifty, nobody would really care, even though she beat forty one other people. But if she wins, she holds the fucking medal, the gold medal up. And she just looks like a dude. There's just no way around it. I mean, she's a big woman. <laughs> she's a big woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Megan Rapino is a woman who's trying to look like a dude a little bit. This person looks like a dude. 
Like it looks like if you walked behind him and you were tapping on the shoulder, you would think as a guy is about to turn around and slug you. Yeah, just very broad shoulders, very very manly. Seems unfair. I'm definitely going to watch though. I don't. The only thing I don't know is does this person have testicles? Because I'm wondering about that because I don't know if you've ever lifted heavy weights before, but there clearly is like you can get a hernia, you can really hurt yourself lifting heavy weights because of your male genitalia. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking how sweet it would be if like during the lift like. The woman actually injured her testicles. <laughs> like, I had to leave like a, with a testicle injured. Testicle yeah, how would they deal with that in the broadcast? <laughs> yes, like the their groin. I'm like, isn't a groin a muscle? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Hi, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I say, end of our show. You have something you wish to pimp and promote on this week before you take off? Murder on Ice, the podcast, crime podcast, and then uh, be dropping. Death Row Diaries soon, too. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. All right, this is Last Man Earth. This is Lex. Talk to you next week. Okay. Out of the script,